say? What's your name? Hey. Girlfriend? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Oh man, so good. Yeah. Do you see how it spelled as well? Yeah, it's true. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> Tyler the Creator is just he's just next level, man. Yeah. So of course our name is Convicted Christian Community. What's your name? What's Tell your name? Alright, so today's topic. We haven't actually set one up, but yeah. I'm guessing we're just gonna come around. Yeah. I swear I was gonna say something. Oh dude, went to a new church today, right? Yeah. And nice. I met this guy and uh, he happens to be working in the local Bunnings. Oh yeah, cool. So cool, right? Yeah. So cool. Bunnings for international listeners, if we have any, is a hardware store in Australia where half the time of an Australian is spent of their lifetimes. At Bunnings. Weekend, <laughs> you're at Bunnings, you know. And on a Sunday, yeah. you go, you get your sausage and your bread, That's which it. we call a snag here in Australia. That's right. Trademark, absolute staple of Australian culture. Absolutely. You go and get your snag from Bunnings. That's, That's it. it. Uh, exactly right. And, right. and you know, and the people that work there are absolute geniuses. Yeah, they're gems, eh? They know everything. But in, uh, to the point that you're trying to ask for some help, and you almost feel humble in front of you. You have to approach them with humility yeah, yeah. because they carry so much weight and knowledge, right? For that's gonna help you in your daily projects, yeah. right? Not a shout out to Bunnings. Bunnings <laughs> is a big company. They don't really need it. Need our shout out. But if you wanted to support us and uh, sponsor us, then I'm sure there'll be a lot of Christians that would love to continue yeah. their patronage Bunnings. at Bunnings. Quick shout out to Bunnings. Yes, but we were not paid for this. And one day Bunnings would like to pay us. That'd be, maybe we should just write an invoice to Bunnings. Yeah. Just send it. <laughs> just send it. Just go to a store, take some stuff, and be like, "Oh yeah, it's, it's free." It's free because we're we're ambassadors. We right? gave you a shout out. Yeah, we gave you a shout out. And a That's whole... how life works. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bunny. Life hacked. <laughs> That's it. So no, but it was really encouraging to see because you you walk through those bunnies aisles and you look at these yeah. people and you would never think they're Christians. Mm-hmm. But hey, they are Christians. Yeah. So this dude was working at the locals bunnies. Yeah, locals bu- local oh, nice. bunnies, right? And then he was actually a very convicted Christian man. Oh, nice. I was very encouraged with the conversation there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the church that I went to today, the topic today was prayer. And I thought we'd just mm. talk about prayer. Oh, okay. We did have a bit of a chat about prayer. I did yeah. I did recite a lyric out of the song called Broken, Broken Prayers. Yeah. And today was just something very similar to that. For those who didn't hear it, I think it's in our episode between two and four. <laughs> <laughs> It's Not somewhere. In, it's somewhere there. So we've talked about something. We, we've, we've talked about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just laugh and talk about random and, crap. And singing. <laughs> karaoke. Singing terribly. <laughs> exactly. See, the That's two, what we do. See, I'm an Asian. Uh, the moment I step in front of a mic... It's just gold. It's just, it's just time to sing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> karaoke... <laughs> Karaoke has got to be the best thing to do. Exactly right. Exactly right. And look, I don't know how on point we... I mean... Our life has to be relevant to prayer. So I'm guessing something we talk about will probably have a link to prayer. But in terms of living out a convicted Christian life, mm. I had a question. Okay. And I want to know how you interpret this. And no, no, we haven't done the full research into it and we're not biblical scholars or anything like that. The passage is the one I sent you this morning. And you responded back saying, hey, you're reading the Bible this morning. Well done. Thank <laughs> that you. makes you sound patronizing. No, no, it's good. It's good. I think it was, I found it encouraging, even though I said it in a fashion. <laughs> but the thing is, I actually shared the passage with you because I thought it was really cool. Mm. Are you talking uh, about the Deuteronomy one or Genesis? The Genesis 18, 23 to 26. Yeah. I mean, we could do this podcast with a bit more biblical stuff. Mm. Why not? It's yeah. the word of God, right? So, yeah. We should um, be. Yeah. And if you don't follow us because we do that, well, then check yourself. Just check yourself. Check yourself you all right. Yourself. So yeah. Anyway. Do you want to read it out? Yeah, I'll read it out. Yeah. Uh, Genesis 18, 23 to 26. This is the NIV version. 
possibly the most holiest version <laughs> of all Bibles. Oh man, you open it again. Let's, let's not go into that. <laughs> let's not go into that. No, no. We, we're trying to be convicted, not argumentative. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Oh, I, I feel like I should have almost not said that it was Abraham, Abraham that asked the question because it sounds like a pretty normal question that a non-Christian would ask. But here, obviously, Abraham is a man of God, mm-hmm. not Christian yet. Oh my gosh, I'm opening another can of worms because it's pre-Jesus. But again, he's a man of God. He loves he loves God. Yeah. He asks, "Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? And what uh, wicked? What if there are fifty righteous people in the city?" Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? The law said, if I find 50 righteous people, and this is something completely out of the ordinary that I thought, in the city of Sodom, mm. I will spare the whole place for their sake. Mm. Man, what do you... And you know what? I shared this Bible passage because I thought it was so fascinating. Mm. And it was fascinating in an abstract sort of concept in my head. And so I shared it with like maybe 10 Christians I know. Mm-hmm. One of them came back and said, hey, can you explain to me what this means? Mm-hmm. And this is somebody that I know has been a Christian for a while. And most Christians will be like, yeah, amen. Or like, yeah, cool. But he actually came back and said, like, can you explain to me what it means? And I, and I got into a thought process of how, how do I explain this to somebody else? How do I, how do I actually unpack this passage? Because mm. as Christians, we actually, whilst we may think we know a lot about Jesus and we know a lot about the Bible, we think we do life with Jesus all the time. We actually do not know the full extent of the Bible. I mean, you mentioned something to me, like something that you read in the early parts of the Bible. And it was just trippy stuff. Mm-hmm. Talking about fallen angels and stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, like we, I mean, sure, we'll talk about those things. At we some have point. to talk about that. We have to talk about that. It's trippy as. And, and you know what? Like whilst we have explained that faith inherently should be simple, but in practice is quite complex. Mm-hmm. The nature of faith and, and the understanding around it actually can become enormous complex by diving into these concepts as well. I mean, ultimately, we want to come back to Jesus and say, look, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. We, we love him and we follow him, right? And we live a convicted life to be more like him, right? That's mm-hmm. the heart. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw this passage, I saw God's character. Mm-hmm. But then how do we explain this to somebody? I mean, I'm struggling to explain this to another fellow Christian mm-hmm. friend. So, so what aspect are you... I mean, what, what do you see? What do you see in God's character in this? Yeah, so, if, so I've opened that pa- passage up in the Bible app. You see a little bit further down, 26, where it says, the Lord says, if I find 50 righteous people... In the city of Sodom, Sodom, mm. I will spare the whole place for their sake. Yeah, actually, sorry, I don't know if you read that out when you, you might have. But I did, I did. Yeah, so this yeah. is where we see like Abraham actually wrestling with God for like righteous people. Yeah, and essentially he is like his heart is going out yearning for them. Mm. What I see in the Lord in here is that he has a plan of redemption for his people. This is this is really summarizing. There's like heaps more to this. Yeah. passage yeah. than that. But, you know, he's got a real sense of redemption for his people, even for those who are righteous within a city that was completely whack. whack. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many uh, other listeners have sort of read through Genesis and know much about Sodom and mm. Gomorrah. You mm. might have just heard it as like terms that are thrown out, but like you could think, how do you, how would you describe it? Well, it's, a, it's, it's like a crazy a, place. It's a, it's a crazy place. I mean, everything that's wrong with the world is probably there. There's probably like, 
you know it's like red light district red light district there's up. yeah there's like sexy times to the extent of blech. Blech. yeah it's it and and it's i think the bible goes into some pretty intense graphic yeah of what's going on of what's going on in sodom yeah. and and it's really 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 crazy and do you know the actual what well, like it's it's interesting to see sodom but but you see abraham like really vouches for the righteous people yeah like it, it, what i see is almost aggression here Mm. Uh, Abraham's going, Abraham's going like, uh, far be it from you to do such a thing, right? To kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you, he repeats again, right? Would not the judge of all the earth do right? He's telling God, mm. do the right thing. <laughs> be a man. Be a man. Do the right thing. That's, that, 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 that's what he's doing, man. Oh. And, and you know what? It, and he's not even being funny about it. He's actually being... Oh, he's being dead set, man. He's dead set. And he's unhappy because he feels like God's about to just put this judgment onto this... On everyone. On everyone in the city. Because I think what God wants, tells Abraham he's going to do is he's going to set the whole world, like set the whole thing on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two things here. My question is, is the Lord convinced that there's no one righteous in that city? Mm. That's one question. The second question is, is the Lord going to actually save the city mm-hmm. for the sake of those 50 righteous people who who he believes is a good enough seed to have time for the city to improve. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, so, so in the second part, we see a God that is patient. Mm-hmm. That character that we see from it is our benefit, who we, and, and we are like Sodom. We're not the 50 righteous people, unfortunately, but we're the unrighteous people population of the the city that god has mercy grace and patience for which is what this post jesus era is all about is that god is demonstrating his patience so that more people will come to know him mm. right is is sort of what i got mm. and but then also there is like some assurance like dude bro i'm gonna save the whole city if there's even 50 people yeah. that are righteous that being the case bro is what god is saying which is saying that none of you are righteous, therefore I'm going to burn the whole thing down. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know what's two crazy, crazy different mm. ideas altogether. But that's, that's that's how I read it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like what you're trying to highlight there is like Abraham. Sorry, is Abraham coming before God and like, you know, requesting something of him? Because mm. you see later in it, man, like if we, if we keep going, he's like, he's kind of like, it's like Abraham's, you know, saying this without realizing or expecting God to come back and say, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, what about 50 people if they're righteous? Or like, are you not going to judge them? And Jesus is like, yeah, you know, if I find 50 people righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. And then Abraham goes like, oh, oh, okay, okay. What if there's five less than that 50? Mm. Jesus is like, yeah, if I find 45 there, I will not destroy it. Mm. And then Abraham goes, what about 30? What about 20? What about 10? Every single time God's like, for the sake of the 10, I will not destroy it. Mm. And that for me shows that Jesus... so. The Lord listens to those who are righteous and yeah. he sees Abraham's righteousness. And that's the thing I love about Genesis. When you read through it, you see that, you know, it's credited to him as righteousness, yeah. which essentially is like the, for us in the Old Testament, it's what we see, you know, post Jesus and our faith, mm. faith comes through that righteousness. We see that played out in the Old Testament before Jesus even came. Yeah. And that's why Abraham had that element of faith mm. and, you know, God sees that in Abraham to the point where Abraham actually cries out, stands like kind of before God. Yeah. Think about this minute 
punitive dude mm. standing before the creator of the world. Yeah. Demanding righteousness for mm. those who are also righteous. And God says, yeah, I will. Even for 50, even for 40, even for 30, even for 10, mm. I will spare them. Yeah. And I love I love this actual exchange, man, because it's like, it's kind of like an, ex- it's just, it's an exchange. It's a dialogue. Yeah. Mm. Where Abraham's like, what about this many? She's like, yes. What about this many? Mm. Yes. What about this many? You know what's interesting though, just before this, is that Abraham actually denies the fact that God will provide him a child. Yeah. We see that he's a man of righteousness, but then we actually see that doubt in the genealogy mm. of his family. His descendants, yeah. Which yeah. is huge, mm-hmm. you know, for, for those who like remember the Old Testament mm. back in the day, particularly in this uh, like Middle Eastern region, mm-hmm. having a son was the ultimate because you needed to keep your line yeah, exactly, going. exactly. And Abraham was old. Sarah was old. Super, super old. Very old. Past and their childbearing past, age. Well past that age. Mm. And God's like, you count this, the stars in the sky, this is how many children you're going to have. Yeah. And both of them are like, bruh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> we too old Get for that. Get real. <laughs> you know, what, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> yeah. What you talking about, Willis? Um, but yeah, you see that both of them deny. Sarah, like, particularly really denies. And then you see this point where he pleads, like that almost outpouring of his unknowing faith for these people. Yeah. You know, not knowing what God will do with them, but he's coming before them. Mm. And what you mentioned before in terms of prayer is like, dude, how, how do we go about wrestling with God? I don't know the last time I've done that, you know, really well, wrestle with God like this. It's well, like, okay, what's my next paycheck going to be? How about yeah. a thousand? How about a thousand and a hundred and thousand? How about a thousand two hundred? <laughs> what about a thousand four hundred? It's like, yeah, yeah, mm, okay. yeah. No, I think where this passage was brought up, right, is that, okay, so the pastor shared this experience where he goes, he rocked up, he, he became a Christian, right? He wasn't a Christian, he became a Christian, he didn't know how to pray. Mm. He didn't know what to say. He thought he had to say something, Almighty God, yeah. the ruler and Lord of heaven and earth. Mm. We praise your name, blah, 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 blah. And all that kind of really formal stuff, right? He didn't know how to do that. So what he did was he was just rock, rocking back and forth, walking around his living room. Yeah. And he said, hey, God, let's call him John. John here. And then he started saying, I need this and that, whatever, and then whatever. And mm. then he's just like, is this how I'm supposed to do this? And then some other day yeah. came around and then he walked around the kitchen and he goes, hey, God, John here. Mm. And then he paused. And then he didn't hear God speak like, you know, in, in voice or anything, but he actually just stood there and the presence of God was there and he, mm. and he knew it. And there were ways that God was actually giving him clarity about the next thing mm. that he should do. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. If you're a new Christian, if you're not a Christian listening to this podcast, seriously, take it or leave it. But I think that was a very genuine and sincere sharing that we had from, mm. from the pastor. What, the point being, you have to actually have a dialogue with God. Yeah. It's not just you always talking, you always asking for stuff. Mm. Although you will constantly be in need. And you that's will. very, very yeah. human in nature. Yeah. But you know what's interesting about this passage is Abraham is not asking for something for himself. Wow. He's asking for something for other people. Mm. And that's where the challenge is. In the way we pray, we should pray for things for ourselves as well. Mm. But how often are we praying? For others. Wrestling yeah. for others. Lord, I demand for K. Lord, I want K to have this in his life. Yeah. Man, I don't know the last time I've done that. Really? 
You men of little faith. Yeah. You men of little friendship. <laughs> you how could how could you do this to <laughs> you me? You shall not pass. <laughs> how could you do this so, to me? This podcast is over basically. <laughs> this, this is the end. None of us pray. We're all terrible Christians and we should we should all go to hell. Oh gosh. No. True. But you know what? The biggest joy comes from praying for others though. Mm, One of the yeah. greatest joys in life is mm. praying for others. Mm. And to hear God's voice in that. Mm. Which, you know, which obviously he's doing. What I really like about him is like, you are a righteous God. You you basically put the character of God <laughs> you, back on. You are a righteous God. <laughs> you, put the, you put the character of God back on God. Yeah. I mean, that's bold. Do you know who also does that? I reckon Job, you know, when when Job's wrestling with God, when God takes everything away from him. Yeah. I reckon he does the same thing where yeah. he like, he challenges God. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I, I just find it incredibly difficult because when you when you challenge God in that matter, you are you interpreting His character for your own benefit. Mm. I mean, yes, in this case, Abraham is praying for a city that's extremely sinful and probably not his friends, right? Mm. Because they don't follow God; he does. Mm. He probably cares for the fifty. Yeah, that's probably what he said, or, or the forty-five, or the thirty, or whatever ten mm. that are righteous that are his friends. Mm. And goes. God, why are you doing this? Like, you, surely you should do the right thing in this situation, right? And then, and then he's, but he's interpreting it in his own benefit, kind of like the Russell Peters sketch, right? Mm. The guy who says, "Be a man, do the right thing." He's <laughs> yeah, yeah. he is the he's the Hong Kong salesman mm. who tries to get more money out of the person who's buying the stuff yeah. from him, right? So he's yeah. that's that's how this this shopkeeper was bargaining to sell, mm. I don't know, a fake Louis Vuitton bag or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but but he's effective. When you say, "Be a man, do the right thing." Mm. Are you doing that selfishly? And so when I mm. see this, I also see the brokenness of Abraham. Mm. Mm. Well, could we say that maybe? Mm. He's saying that, you know, like I, I want it, I want for the benefit of my people, for the people that I care about, yeah. good things. It's good to care about your people. Convicted Christian community yeah. supports caring about people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, <laughs> unlike Dio over here, who doesn't even pray for his friends. Come on. I don't even pray for my friends. Uh, no <laughs> way. No way. But I'm saying like, I, I, I see an element of some element of like selfishness. Oh God, you're such a good God. Why didn't you give me a Mercedes? God, you're such a good God. Why aren't you yeah. giving me the hottest babe that mm. I could date? You know what I'm saying? You're such a good God. Why isn't my family healthy? Mm. Right. So I see, I see some elements of brokenness in that as well. But I guess God nevertheless listens and puts mm. up with your silly bargaining. Mm. 40, 30, mm. 20, 10. Yeah, and I find character of God in that, in that He will continue to put up with you. So I think what my takeaway is: no matter how menial or how little you think your prayer topic can seem, mm. you can still raise that before God and say, "Hey, God, like I need you to listen. I need you to please yeah. listen to me. Yeah. I'm in need." I mean, we did talk about you can't just tell God about what you need all the time. But the thing is, only by doing that will you hear the voice of God in your life. I feel. Mm. And I, and I found some encouragement in that, in that I can be more aggressive. I can be more, not aggressive, but I can be more active about mm. the things that happen in my life, mm. in every weird aspect of it, right? To say, hey, God, okay, over here, what's popping? Mm. What's your name? Brand new whip to something. <laughs> <laughs> again, options. again. So that's what I sort of took away from that today. Prayer is... Something that was designed to be so simple for us, mm -hmm. but we complicate it. Mm. We, we complicate it so much. Yeah, yeah. We complicate it with our 
So I sort of almost feel like we have this reputation before God as well sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. what makes it hard for us to pray? Is it because we think that it's not going to happen? Is it because we have, we feel that we're not worthy enough to actually bring certain matters to God? Or do we feel that we, do we feel like the worst friend of God mm. when we just go away, do this, do it, and you commit all these sins and yet we just come back to him and just ask him for another handout? Mm. I think it's all of the above. But we got to really, f- and, and, and when we have these voices in our head for us not to pray, we've just got to remember that it's none of God's doing. He's always there to welcome us mm-hmm. with arms wide open and saying, come home, son, mm. come home, daughter. And I feel as though I've, I've been guilty of buying into the lie that the, that the Satan has sold to me yeah. to say, you know what? I can't pray at this very moment. You can't bring it to him. I can't yeah. bring it to him. And, and you know, I'm not worthy right now. I'm not... Mm good enough right now yeah the thing that really strikes me from that is the way he prays for other people mm. and i think i've been caught out with what i call the one and one and done yeah like i'll pray for for someone yeah like you know let's say say for you mm. once and mm. then that's it you know what i mean oh yeah like, yeah just like, another, like that night I'll, I'll pray for you and then that's it but like what strikes me from from this is the way that abraham heart is and obviously we don't see him in this passage like where it's a continuous thing that he's coming before god yeah but what you do see is that his like heart is broken for these people yeah he really wrestles with god on it yeah and you know i believe that god can do amazing things not just in my own life but Mm. also in other people's lives yeah so how am i going actually like wrestling with that with god Mm. but you know the next the next passage man i was just looking at this you see it played out in the sense that, like from Genesis 19, verse 29, so when God destroyed, destroyed the cities of the plain, mm. he remembered Abraham and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Mm. So you see that kind of played out, like, like with Abraham wrestling, mm. Lot is saved. Mm. Oh, and that's that's a beautiful and pure thing. Yeah. But didn't one of them, um, sorry to put cold water on that heat yeah. there, though, but didn't one, one of them, like, on their run out, they looked yeah. back and turned into a, a, a pillar of uh, salt or something? Yeah. yeah. Because they, they were supposed to not look back at the city. Mm. And one of them did. Lot's wife looks back. <sighs> there was something about it that yeah. it was still appealing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. And that's something, that that's the thing. Convicted life in Christian, Christian belief mm. isn't enough. Mm. We need to be like 110% with Jesus. We can't yeah. just be like sometimes, oh, yeah, we, we want to do this and you know, later we want to do that. Can't be slightly in, slightly out. Slightly out. Can't be wishy-washy. Exactly right. 110%. Jesus cannot be your side chick. <laughs> or, 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 or be the main chick while you're still hanging out with your side chicks. <laughs> hashtag Jesus no side chick. I don't, oh, my God. I'm... I think we can come up with better hashtags. Yeah, we can come up with something. <laughs> Let, no. Something better than that. Hash- and we've got a better hashtag than what Kay's just said. Yeah, please, please. Please let us know. Hit us up. Hit us up in that the comments. That That'll was be great. very C plus right there. Minus. C minus. C minus. C minus. <laughs> and that that gets and that would not even get me dinner in my culture. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. that got real dark, man. <laughs> real, um, yeah, it's okay, we, K- K's eating tonight. Yeah, I'm going to eat tonight. We'll make sure of that. We'll make sure of that. <laughs> uh, one thing I also did today um, in the sermon, and you know, you know, we were hit with various passages, was great. Yeah. Another thing that I was really encouraged by doing today was that, okay, I went to a church where we would like read the whole 
chapter so that we have like context yeah. and all that you know and then and then they'll talk oh. about it and so they would have actually a bible reader come out the front mm-hmm. and read the bible passage which goes for like 10 minutes because mm-hmm. they read yeah. such a huge chunk of the bible yeah and they sometimes read various parts of the bible so they can draw connections from like old and new testament mm-hmm. and all that great stuff if you're a theological nerd this kind of church fantastic yeah and I'm just focusing on positives here because at the end of the day, it's, it's the word of God and yeah. we need to appreciate that. Yeah, it's yeah. God breathed and it's great. It. <laughs> no matter how much it puts us to freaking sleep uh, and it loses dumb people in the congregation. Uh, but, you know, I'm just, just you know, real, real talk here. This particular church, though, they would mention various passages, you know, throughout the gathering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the danger with that is that, yes, there's not enough context and people can take things out of context and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and the pastor really has to make sure that everyone's engaged so that they understand the context around mm-hmm. that passage. Oh, my gosh. It's like I'm plagued by some theological justification here but anyway i just have to go through all these things but what i did appreciate about the style of church that i had today (laughs) getting there yeah i'm getting there well it's it's a big it's a big circle right now i'm putting my listen see don't get theological guys because everybody just bloody falls asleep around you d wake up wake up d (laughs) yeah yeah, you're you're here okay so what I did was I, every passage that come in, I'm like, wow, that's gold. Like passage is good. Yeah. Bible passage is good. When you're doing your, you know, daily devotions and stuff like that, share it. Mm-hmm. Share it with your friends. Mm. The worst thing they're going to do is just ignore you. Mm. Right. But at least you're that guy that sends Bible passages. I realized when I press the share button mm. and I'll press like Facebook Messenger, mm. there's like 10 send buttons. Mm. And I can just go send, 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 bang, bang, bang. And it just, and, yeah. the, and the Bible passage goes out. And you know what? I've, I've had some very responses. And I've only I've only done this like what back oh, two hours ago, mm-hmm. right? And I've received I've sent it to about twelve people, and I've received one, two, three, four, five, five responses. No, four responses. Okay, because mm-hmm. the first one says, uh, "I'm in church now. I'll call you later, brother." <laughs> I guess that's so, good. So that's a good thing. <laughs> so it so, so sparks a discussion, right? Good. good. <laughs> so he just saw my message, right? The second person said, hey, you're reading the Bible this morning. Well done. Oh, I wonder who sent that. Yeah, I wonder who that was. Very smart guy. Right? Uh, <laughs> probably good at basketball and also yeah. very, very muscly. And very good. Apparently. Apparently. Up- <laughs> yeah, and, and, and has, a f- has the face of a great podcaster. Uh, another person said, thank you for thinking of me with this. We should catch up soon. Bless you and pray that you are keeping well. Very yeah, nice message. That's very Wonderful. nice. Wonderful. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, another person said, what's this for? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what's this for? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm this close to responding saying, for your faith, mate. <laughs> Last one. Um, he goes, it's a solid Bible theme, that one. He goes, are you still coming to this church that I used to go to? He says, mm. you, bro. Um, so I think it's, it's good to sort of keep in touch that way as well. Mm. And of course, one other person says, hey, would you mind explaining this passage to me? Mm. Which I thought was extremely humble. I don't think many Christians would actually respond to that. They would either just say amen or great mm. or whatever. So I really encourage everyone who's listening to, the, to this podcast, whatever you read, yeah. just send it out. Even if you read once every blue moon, yeah. still good to share it with everybody else. And I think they, yeah, they would definitely take that. Because how many times do you get sent Bible passages mm. to your messenger? You don't mm. because it's a, it's a place where you just organize catch-ups or yeah. talk about you know, things that don't really matter that particularly yeah, much. It's funny you saying this. I, I was catching up with a couple of mates the other day mm. and they're, they're Indonesian. So they're mm. from a different culture. They go to a cultural church, yep. small church of, you know, 20, 30 people. Yep. And I was just like chatting with them, you know, like what, how's church going? What's, what's God been teaching you mm. recently? Mm. And he shared the most encouraging thing I've heard, man. Yeah. They're reading through one Kings at the moment. Mm. And cause it was a small church of 20 people, they can, do everything really close knit. Yeah. You know, they've got like a WhatsApp group with everyone from the church in it. Oh, awesome. What they do is every day they're reading the same passage mm. and in their WhatsApp group, mm. 
they're sending a message of something God has taught them from that passage. Wow. And because there's only 20, 30 people in it, he even said like that there's one or two people who keep the group accountable. Mm. So if somebody doesn't send a message at like 11.30 p.m., they're sending a message to like, Yo, where's John, your, where's your yeah, respect John, where are you at? Yeah. Question mark, question mark. Yeah. Do you know what I, mean? I was like, whoa, that's crazy, man. That's, you know what? That's leadership. Yeah. That's great leadership. And also yeah. convicted following, of course. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I was like, how encouraging would that be, man? Very encouraging. Because the thing is, like, as as an individual in that group, you might not be heaps engrossed yeah. in God's word. Yeah. You know, we might have listeners out there as well who might not be heaps engrossed yeah. in God's word. Mm. But I feel like that's such a great way to encourage us to to actually wrestle with God's word mm. in the small ways that you can. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you've got to be the, like, John Piper's or Timothy Keller's of this world yeah. where you can really analyze. Like even this passage, like you just sent, sent this passage. Mm. You know, that guy asking you to explain it, mm. you know, he's not. I hope he's not expecting you to explain it like Timothy Keller mm. and just give a huge analysis on it. Yeah. But look, what has God actually taught you? Yeah, what am, I, what am I reflecting on? Because yeah. the way that you, like the way that God's taught you in this mm. could be so encouraging to him. Mm. And so for anyone, like anyone listening, if you're not heaps engrossed in God's word, mm. your small thing, it yeah. might be like, you know, God taught me this simple thing from this passage. Yeah. It's so encouraging. Oh, wow. Imagine that group chat, man. It would just be bang, 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 popping. I just had an idea. I reckon if we have a following around this yeah. convicted Christian community, we should set up like a Discord or Discord, or Discord channel or something like that. Yeah. You know, they do that for gaming and like, you know, with oh, investments yeah. and stuff like yeah. all, all this kind of stuff. And basically it can manage like a huge number of rooms in one channel. Okay. Right. And then we just allocate. 10 to 15 people in each room depending on how many we get and then we yep. just like connect people up we assign a passage and then boom they just reflect on it and just do the same yeah. thing that'll yeah. be awesome and i think we can That's manage a, a pretty big team with that as well yeah. and just get people involved and we just keep continuing on our past uh, or on our podcast as well which would be really cool i think that'd be a really really exciting idea yeah for sure to just bring that community together if anyone's keen on hopping on that idea let us Something's know. Coming. Definitely. And just, just let us know. Just show us your interest. Email us. Exactly right. And I think that could be some, a, a fantastic way to grow. Yeah. This, this What's thing. our email? Okay. Our email is hello at convictedchristian.co. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> another, another wonderful passage that I saw today was Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 9. It's called the Shema, apparently. And Shema, Shema in... Um, the language in the said language. <laughs> is it language? Yeah, in the said language. It, it is a language. Yeah, it is a language. And in that language, it means to listen, apparently. So mm. it says, Hear, O Israel. So the word hear, O Israel, there is the word Shema. And he says, Listen, O Israel. Yeah. Listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. He says, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on their hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Boom. Boom. Wow. I think I think that really summarizes what wow. what basically we need to do as Christians, as convicted Christians. And you know what? And lastly, I'm going to show one more passage. So we've heard that passage. It's encouraging. And listen to this is from James 1, 22. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. <laughs> but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it 
not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Amen. 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 And, and you know what? I think life's true joy is found in doing this. Yeah. yeah. That, that it's not just some words on the page, some discussion we have. But it's something that we actively try to do. When we fall short of this, we will feel sad. We will feel guilty. Mm. Mm-hmm. We will f- feel dissatisfied. But when we when we actually strive for this, when we hear the word and actually do it, yeah, right. I think that's where the ultimate joy comes from. And I want to encourage everyone to be in that mindset. And mm. I and and in doing so, me too, so that yeah. we're not burdened and crushed by the weight of our sins, the weight of our own deception, mm. right? Mm. This talk of weight, weight of our own forgetfulness. <laughs> Looking can't at a mirror. Turning around, can't Who the hell funny, are you? <laughs> how funny is that, man? Bible sometimes got so like, so hilarious. Like, and it's savage. Yeah. It's savage. It's calling us like dumb. It's calling us dumb. Yeah. You know, they put mirrors in like guppy tanks. Like, uh-huh. you know, goldfish tanks because mm. their memory is so short yeah, yeah. that they look at it and they're entertained by it mm. and they don't know it is like, it, yeah, that's us. They forget like 20 seconds later. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And so they're like, oh, it's a new friend. Hello. Yeah. And like you watch Nemo. Yeah, yeah, Dory. No, not Dory. There's a, there's a, when Nemo is stuck in the tank with like yeah. Gil and everybody else, there's mm. someone, there is a fish in the tank that mm. like introduces oh, yeah, yeah. the reflection of itself as, yeah. a, as a cousin or something. Yeah. And then, yeah, and, and you know, we, we laugh at that, but. Mm. That, that's our life when yeah. we don't live a convicted Christian life. That's it, man. It's not just hearing it. It's, it's doing it, mm. putting it into practice. Exactly. But you know that Deuteronomy passage, you know what's so awesome about that? Yeah. Jesus quotes that. He Two does. commandments he gives us, you know? Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, strength, soul. Amen. Spirit. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. And that that's a really good passage we should probably chat about further. That's it's, it. God says those are the two greatest commandments. Yep. But how crazy is that, man? He qu- he's quoting from Deuteronomy. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Well, that's, that's one thing he kept, right? Yeah out of the Old Testament and, and it applies so universally. Yeah. Catch you next time. Well, actually, before we do, can we, can we, let's, let's pray. Yeah. Let's pray. Okay. I'll pray. I'll pray. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that it's not only pleasing and interesting to hear into our ears, but it's something that really challenges us to live out. Lord, it's an enormous challenge and we, show, we fall short of it all the time. And we are sorry when we do that. We need your guidance and we need your help. So that we can spread the love that you have shown us on the cross. That we may do so selflessly and we may do so sacrificially. Thank you so much for your word. Help us to live in it, dwell in it for those who listen. For those who talk about this. Lord, I just pray that you continue to encourage us. Do not see us grow weary. But add upon us your strength and love so that we may continue to be convicted Christians. It's in Jesus' name we pray and we said amen. 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 Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace out.